0: Hello, bougie bitches, and welcome to classy ass.
1: Fuck.
0: <laughs> so, David, um, I was gonna say to start things out, if you wanted to hear a joke from my the industry I work in.
1: Ooh, that sounds that sounds pretty good.
0: Yeah. Okay. So our power, our pard. So. Right now, David and I are drinking. He's got a glass of red wine, and I've got some uh, champagne. So so it's drinking and podcasting. Uh, so if there's any mispronounced words, that's you'll know why. Um, but the joke is, well, to start it out, to give some background, our podcast is supposed to be positive, right?
1: Very positive, yeah.
0: So I wanted to talk to you about... Um, Or give you a joke on a pessimist, an optimist, and something from my industry. So how does a pessimist see a glass that is filled halfway with liquids? How does a pessimist see that? What's the glass? Half empty. Okay. And an optimist, how does an optimist see? Half full. Okay. How does a developer see the glass?
1: Uh, Broken. Hmm?
0: Um. No, a developer sees the glass as twice as big as it needs to be.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Mm. Okay. That's pretty good, though.
0: So one of the topics that I thought <laughs> that would be interesting um, about us and the way we are and sort of um, some of the things that we've done to entertain ourselves uh, is what we did while we were dating when we were younger. Oh, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> I know what you're talking about.
0: So we have been together for, well, we've been married 15 years. But mm. we've been together, we were together.
1: About 18.
0: Yeah. well, fully boyfriend and girlfriend for 18. But we've do, been together for almost 20. Off and on the first year and a half. And then... um and then full-on kind of living together for well, the last 18 years.
1: We didn't even live in the same state when we started dating. So, there's and that.
0: Well, that's neither here nor there. We've been together for almost 20 years, dude. Um, So, when we were about five years in, we kind of ran out of things to talk about. <laughs> we would go out on a date, and we were excited, and we loved it, and we were interested in hanging out with each other. But,
1: but we had to spice it up a little bit.
0: yeah conversation would would end and we'd have nothing else to talk about. So we would love to go out to eat and there would be lots of people and both of us have always um, enjoyed and I know you'll deny this, but you're you're not popular and you don't like attention. You've always enjoyed attention.
1: Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay,
0: so everybody
1: does to a certain degree.
0: So we've we've both always been, you know, loving the attention of other people, wanting to have. So we would start out our well, dates. Well, also by-
1: don't don't count this out. You also like for people to feel awkward. <laughs> you, I. You definitely get a kick out of that.
0: I. Yeah, I love it when other people feel awkward.
1: Yeah, you <laughs> like to see people. You like to see their wheels spinning in their head, and they're like, Jesus Christ, what the hell is going on? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's, I mean, definitely true. I, I in when I'm in control, like I hate it when they feel awkward and I feel bad for them. But when I'm mm. in control and I know there's no malicious intent and it's not like being mean, yes, I love like giving people a story to come home to. Like, yeah,
1: all these people, they have a story to tell at parties now where they're like, let me tell you something. I saw something. Crazy. Cr- I heard something crazy, and this is what it was, and it's you, it has to do with... Strangers. Strangers.
0: So David and I, we started at Chili's. So one day we went out on a date to Chili's and we were we were people watching we were listening and we got bored of all that cuz none of them had anything interesting to say so we decided to give them something interesting to eavesdrop on and we decided that having a fake fight so in we public... had
1: a fake fight in public like really obscene like just way out there fight like making a real spectacle yeah and we just I'll say we we definitely went overboard.
0: We, we went overboard, yeah. We, we went
1: way overboard.
0: David could have gotten arrested. Like you were, you were kind of mean. Like at the end of it, I kind of felt like oh, you shit. were mean
1: too. You were definitely mean too. I will say that I was meaner, he... but it was ridiculous. Uh, the people behind us obviously heard what we were talking about. Well, the if booth. they
0: didn't, they would have been deaf.
1: Yeah, or dead. Uh, <laughs> And so I fake stormed off after the fight. After we were going at it like, just like two drunken sailors, it was crazy.
0: What did and we say? I don't even remember. I, don't I remember, remember what the we overall said. like intent of it, and I remember being like, "We're going to get in a fight," and and I didn't think that we you just, were going to get you were going to go at me like
1: we that. just kind of rifted though. We didn't have a plan. It was just like, "Hey." Uh, let's go ahead and start having a fight, and we'll see how the room reacts. <laughs> and it Always just kind of escalated.
0: Anything for theatrics. It
1: escalated so quickly, uh, that people were leaving because of it. They were like, you know what, fuck this. I don't even, ha- I don't even want to eat anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do remember the one thing I do remember is. I stormed off as if I was leaving you there.
0: Yeah, like uh, like you were you were leaving me and yeah. and then leaving me high and dry at a restaurant. Right, and then I
1: secretly I left my card on the table and I was like, "Go ahead and close out the tab." And <laughs> but I then stormed off and I'm like, "Fuck you! Find your own way home, bitch."
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. It ch- at Chili's. Yeah, above like- out
1: loud. And we're, that, chi-
0: we're sorry, Chili's. We love you.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry for you people that overheard that and really thought that that was real. That must have been kind of disturbing when I yeah. think about it.
0: Yeah, And that was in South Austin. It, so
1: it was so disturbing. Which
0: Chili's was that? No, was shout the, out to Chili's. It was the
1: Chili's by Lakeline.
0: Was it Lakeline? Yeah, we it weren't living. Was. No, we were living in South Austin.
1: No, we were living. We were living in Cedar Park.
0: Okay.
1: I I definitely remember that, but. Because I remember going out to my car and I had front row Joe parking, <laughs> and uh, I think that I was driving. Yeah, I was driving my Jeep, and um, I got in the car and I'm just kind of waiting for you to come out. Because by the
0: way, shout out to Jeeps. I love Jeep Grand Cherokee. That one lasted till the wheels fell off.
1: It really did. I mean, it it ran so well for so long. But it did finally shit the bed like completely, which is all you know. You almost want to ask for that because if it kind of piecemeals its way through death, where it's, it's like, it's just
0: hard to give it up. Yeah, it's, well, it's like a dog with cancer. You're yeah. like, I'm never gonna give up until the dog gives up. Like so. you're
1: spending, you're you're paying for the transmission, and then you pay for the the, just the fuel filter, and like, then you pay for this. Well, mine just. Ran like a like a champ until it just shit the bed completely. Public
0: service announcement to anything or anyone that's going to die. Just either die or live. Don't do this slow death. Yeah, thing. Nobody likes that. Don't linger Nobody on.
1: Likes that. Don't linger on.
0: But back to Chili's and you okay, leaving anyway, me and telling so, me I was a bitch. So
1: I go out to the car and I sit in there and I'm waiting for you to come out. Of course, because I didn't really leave you. And I'm just <laughs> kind of sitting there and it turns out that the... After I stormed out the table behind us mm-hmm. came over to you and was like
0: Are you okay?
1: We couldn't help but overhearing what happened. Nobody could Are help you but you okay. Overhear. We will drive you home. You don't need to take that kind of abuse.
0: Yeah. They were really concerned for me and they were super nice people and then I came to the like all of a sudden, realization like, holy shit, what did I do? Because there are real people out there that have fights like this. Mm-hmm. And these people are so nice. And oh, my goodness. But that just shows, you know what? If you are having any problems and people really are treating you that way, there are people that will come up and, and help you and say things you know, to make sure you know that you're supported. So yeah, these
1: people actually they were genuinely like, cared. they were actually like, I will help you out. I will take you to my house. You don't need to go home. Yeah, do not go person. home with him. Yeah, that is what they said. Yeah. They said, don't go home with him. Yeah. And you were like, no, I'll be fine.
0: I will be okay, God. And then you uh, told me
1: you told me that when you got in the car and I was like, Jesus Christ, I feel so sleazy right now.
0: <laughs> people are hating you. To this day, they probably think about you with such
1: Yeah. What if like, I've into those dis- people later on and I've made disgust. such an impression on them? They've seen me and they're like, Fuck that guy. I hope he dies. They
0: don't remember you. They don't remember us. They remember the story. This is a face they don't remember you remember. Oh. oh my goodness. My husband Is so unhumble. Like he always talks about his face, and it's the kind of face that everybody wants to remember. And I
1: didn't say wants to, they just do.
0: Yeah, you say wants to and do. (laughs) How do you get that kind of confidence?
1: Mm, uh, I don't know, maybe a mirror, I guess. (laughs) Oh, the ego
0: on this one. Mm, Yeah, super attractive. So. Anyway, can we talk about how much I love chilies?
1: (laughs) No, I hate chilies.
0: Don't say you hate chilies.
1: Mm. The only reason. You'll
0: eat at chilies. You do. I will definitely eat at chilies. And I'll tell you you the
1: only reason why I don't like chilies is I don't really care for their salsa.
0: Oh, and I absolutely adore and love and could drink their salsa. Their salsa is amazing. The chips are thin. And salty, and the salsa. Oh, the chips just, are good.
1: Yeah, but
0: I, I craved it. I craved it. I would beg you to go with me mm-hmm. there. But then I kind of ruined it because I love the theatrical, mm-hmm. off-the-cuff, like sort of ad-libbing. Um, what is it when people go into theatrical like theater or um trainings where they're kind of going off the cuff? Oh, they're
1: just rifting off each other. Um yeah. that's called oh my god. It's called um Oh my god. I don't know why miming just popped in my <laughs> head. But no, it's um whatchamacallit? Uh um are you talking oh, you're talking about improv.
0: Improv, yes. <laughs> So improv is my thing. I think that that's where I excel, mostly because I don't feel like I have to practice. Well, obviously you don't have to practice, um, and I'm naturally good at improving. But when it comes to having to do real theatrics and learning lines and all that shit, I'm not into it. But yeah,
1: I don't want to have to memorize anything.
0: So let's let's. Get into violent or you know, that was kind of a violent discussion, and those people come back feeling like maybe a little bit disturbed.
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about. So, let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about how you react to violence public violence. It's an absolute ridiculous, no, um, it's yeah. a
0: natural reaction.
1: Oh, yeah, to a certain degree, when people it's, a, it's despise uh public violence
0: everybody you take it to a different level
1: it. you take it to a different level okay let me give you an example mm-hmm. or let me give you a couple examples of how nicole deals with mm-hmm. public violence okay so in 2005 that's when i got out uh when i got back from iraq mm-hmm. and a couple of my buddies that i was there with they were we made plans to go to new orleans it just Nylons, Nylons,
0: Nylons,
1: and it just so happened to fall on Jazz Jazz Fest, and so it was really crowded. Well, anyway, we we go out exploring, and I think this may be been the second or third day. I don't remember, but we had some drinks. We've been mm-hmm. drinking all day, and. Um, this is what I kind of chalked it up to. We've been drinking all day and kind of no, wandering around. That isn't at, rich. At, I know. At first I was. Mm-hmm. Now I know you're a cuckoo bird. Uh, so we we're walking down Bourbon Street, and we see a congregation of people that are just—you could tell something's going on, but you can't quite tell. And we ran up there to look and see what's happening. And there's two guys that are just street braw- brawling. They're just going at it. It wasn't like it wasn't like a knife fight or something like that. It was just two drunken idiots fighting in the street. But,
0: okay, let's let's pause there. You which, say Which just, is free
1: entertainment.
0: No, and yeah, that's exactly how he and the Marines looked at it. This is free entertainment. So they're like excited watching these people beat the bloody shit out of each other. And I bear in mind am yeah. not Used to violence. You just got back from Iraq, where y'all were in a different, completely different situation.
1: People pay good money to see that. That's
0: not entertainment. Yes, it is.
1: We used to do that over there just to pass the time. That's horrible. Fight each other.
0: That's horrible. So I see these two people beating each other bloody, and I'm like. Fuck no! I'm gonna yeah. run in there and I'm gonna make sure that they understand what's going on and they're not gonna beat each other yeah. up. We'll figure out.
1: She lost her goddamn mind, and she was her little skinny ass was gonna run in there and stop these two grown men from fighting. Yeah, and I was like, oh I no! Was. She was screaming at the top of her lungs, stop! Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, what's happening right now? And like I said, I at the time— crying. I started crying. I was so She upset. did cry. At the time, I chalked it up to, okay, we've been drinking all day, and we've been walking around New Orleans, but— And then you that, and your
0: Marines, they—, they And we stopped her. all grabbed we me. We all stopped her. They all stopped— Grabbed and me. And she was like— I was running. I was running Yeah, up and there, she was like it.
1: fighting us. There was a group of maybe 50 people watching this, and Nicole— is going to go in there, and she's going to break this up.
0: Like, why are 50 people watching this and not trying to come up with a resolution?
1: Because uh, it was free entertainment. No, yeah. that's not entertainment. That was good pay that
0: No, that's terrible. Well, and then the next experience, oh. Oh, okay. So no, no, yeah, no, no, no. No, no. no Fast no. forward. No. Okay, I, all right. Can go I ahead. please start out yeah, with Yeah, 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 go ahead. So the next experience was was rather, um, there it were, was. Ne- there were
1: some in between, but the next real big one.
0: Yeah, was when we were on an airplane and a dad started oh, spanking. Yeah. Spanking his now, child. No, I'm with you
1: on this one. And
0: so we were we were traveling not just
1: spanking, beating.
0: Yeah. We were on an international flight and
1: We were and, about to go to Barcelona. And
0: the thing is is I felt bad for the family cuz honestly, I felt like they felt like they had no other choice because the kid was screaming and crying and would not get buckled. And the flight attendant was like, "We're going to have to You have to put your child in this buckle or you can't be on this flight. And so the mom looks over at the dad and she was just so worn down. And she was like, I don't know what else to do. This baby does not want to be buckled. And the dad.
1: It was like a three-year-old.
0: Yeah. And the dad, I think he felt like he had no other choice. Maybe he just didn't have the education or felt pressured into, I don't know. But yeah. the kid is the one that suffered from it because they all were of a foreign.
1: Sudden, they were, uh, you know, either middle middle eastern or um, eastern European, something like that.
0: Either way, I I knew it was a no win situation. But but he starts spanking his kid, like saying you have to be buckled up because that's what the flight attendant said, and then mm-hmm. the kid's like no, and then. And then he's spanking the kid, and the kid is resisting more. And then all I see is his hand, and he's like three rows above me, and his hand is rising up and just hitting, hitting. And I stand up, and I was like, stop it! Stop it now!
1: Oh, yeah. No!
0: Stop doing that! And I start crying, and I'm like, do not! Oh, yeah. You and ape
1: shit. I forgot about that. And, oh, my gosh.
0: And the... And then, and then this is the worst part because I don't think I did anything good out of that because then the family gets kicked. Like the pilot says, I won't have anyone. Well, that wasn't their just child. you
1: that did that. I mean, everybody on the plane. You were definitely the loudest, but everybody. Well, I
0: started it, and then other people. Yeah. And then other yeah. people spoke up too. Yeah.
1: But. But everybody on the plane recognized then, that then, that was a messed up situation. But then you looked at me
0: and you go, "Well." what do you think is going to happen to that kid now? Because now this family's just leaving this plane and and the kid got beat for not being buckled up, so what do you think is going to happen to the kid now? And that stuck with me. Oh, that hurt so bad. I, I was like, fuck. I ruined this kid's life even more. Yeah, and I cried. I cried that entire flight. And then... Then, the next big experience, um, we had a few more of uh, violence, and that one's probably the worst than the one that you agree with my reaction on the yeah. most. Um, then, we were at my kid's seven-year-old soccer game, and two dads decided, I don't know, they disagreed with something. I don't know what it was. And actually, Vaughn, my son, my now eight-year-old, he was seven at the time, saw mo- more of it than I did, and he was giving me the play-by-play that... They were they were talking and then they were disagreeing and then one of the guys took his umbrella because it was going to rain that day and like shoved it towards that guy like he was going to mm. hit him with the umbrella and then hit him on the head with his umbrella and so then that's what happened and then yeah and then they start fist fighting and then I'm like fuck you two grown adult men you fucking like raging with testosterone idiots you are at seven year old like, soccer game, which, by the way, this game was from between four-year-olds and 12-year-olds. The game that had just ended was six- and seven-year-olds. Yeah. And they and were fighting, fist-fighting at the exit.
1: They also, yeah, they were fighting where the kids were exiting the the field to go home. And the kids that were going on to the field... Were coming in. It was the one and only in- entrance and exit.
0: So I was like no, no, don't you dare. You guys better stop right now. And David's like, Nicole, you do not get involved. And I was like, these are our kids. I am getting involved in, and I will jump in if I have to jump in because you know what? Fuck these adult men's, and if, if they if they beat me up, then good. No. because Because even...
1: That doesn't do anybody any good. Those two idiots are going to fight, and one of them or both of them is going to get hurt. You don't need to add yourself to the casualty.
0: I well, I I know, but
1: that's that doesn't accomplish anything.
0: Okay. You're right. But part of me was like if if they're going to be fighting and they don't care who they're hitting, then that will add to my case that these people are doing this out of sheer like just rage and they deserve to go to jail. So, you know what? I learned something and I just called 911. Because you weren't going to let me jump in.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, if anybody would jump in, it would be me. Not you. The one that weighs 100 pounds. And doesn't have any fighting skills whatsoever.
0: (laughs) I really don't. I've got zero fighting skills. Which leads me to... Because another thing that I've got no skills on is being a girl. So I've got no skills when it comes to being a man and fighting, the physical aspect but the other aspect is: Have you ever, have you ever heard of a jellyfish comment?
1: Jellyfish comment? It's like something that is like I don't know. What are you talking about?
0: It's one of those comments that somebody says something to you, and you don't realize it stings until after they've walked away.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, like, I get what you're saying.
0: Like, um. Oh, I you know, you you play great basketball with your son. You definitely belong in that league. And you're oh. like, Yeah, thank you. Oh, you're saying I play basketball like an eight year old. You're right. You are so it's rude. like a
1: compliment Ish. followed with a a put down. A dig. A little yeah. bit of a
0: dig. <laughs> and that's sort of the way, um, you know, our, our fist fighting was when I was in high school and still even to this day. It's the kind of fist fighting where it's the jellyfish comments where they say something and and you don't really, at the moment, you're just taking in what they're saying. And then as soon as they're done and they walk away, like, oh, nice outfit. um, yeah. I like your pink little Barbie outfit. um, It's something a horde w- would wear. And then walk away and you're like, <laughs>
1: Right, yeah. I've had that. Where I think I've had that. I've had that happen at work for sure, Don't really. where people have said stuff. You know, I can't remember specific examples, but I get what you're saying. Where it's like, where they'll say something that's like almost innocent, and then but it's also insulting. Yeah. And then, and then about twenty minutes later, after they're gone,
0: you think you're about like, it. Oh. Fuck
1: that! That What are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's like um, a
0: jellyfish comment that we call it the jellyfish comments, and it's it's one of those mm, things that they're really intelligent. It's almost like a political or somebody who's that's smart that has a high IQ. They know how to say things in such a way to where you. You want to be polite, and you want to be nice, and your initial reaction is like, no, 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 they didn't mean it. And then you think about it a little bit more, and you're like, no, that, yeah, that's exactly what they meant. Get it? Point taken. Fucking
1: asshole. Well, they're also taking advantage of the social contract. Yes! They're taking advantage of that where it's like everybody kind of, most people, understand that we have this social contract where you interact in a certain way, and you say mm-hmm. certain things like i mean one of the a, an example of social contract is just when you pass somebody you're like hey how you doing you don't really give a fuck how they're doing you really don't but you ask them because it's a polite thing to do
0: i care and, how they're doing mm, but i ask I because mean, not, i really do care not
1: not everybody you see when you go to 711 or something yeah. and you go to the cashier and you're like how you doing you don't really give a fuck how they're doing
0: i guess to a point because you if, don't because if they start saying you're like, just
1: being polite,
0: like oh, I'm about to yes. lose my house, like yeah. I, I am about to be kicked exactly. out of my yeah. my rental or something, and you're like oh hmm.
1: yeah, my but kid, I
0: care, but then I feel like shit. I asked this question now, I feel responsible, right. and like now I do. Do I need to
1: offer? Like house? I said, it's uh, what I'm saying is it's not sincere. Okay. You're not really sincere when you ask how are you doing.
0: I'm a little or bit good, sincere
1: when you say good morning. You're just being polite, right? It's no, it, I to have
0: a good morning. Because
1: you're not an asshole, you pass somebody in the hallway, you say good morning because that is a social contract. Because you don't want to be an asshole to your fellow man. That's all there is to it. That's what it is. No, no and, I and want them may... to have
0: a good morning. And you... I
1: do. Oh, give me a fucking break. I do. Give David, me a break.
0: you don't think I really like say that with genuine, no, like I genuinely. No, nobody
1: fucking does. If you really genuinely believed it, you would stop and have a conversation and ask them. But you can't and with a...
0: everybody. There's not.
1: I know. And it's because you don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> That's not true. That's absolutely reasonable. Re-
1: Really get into all the things, you know, like yeah. Make sure that you have a great day, you know. Live your live your best life.
0: Yeah, or feel feel obligated to somebody. I understand that. You don't. It's a courtesy. It's a courtesy to an extent, but I do care how they feel. I just don't want to take on like having to feel obligated to another person.
1: Okay, we agree on that.
0: But yeah, the jellyfish comments. We'll have to look into that a little bit deeper because. I think I think that there's something to be said for that and I think that yeah. there's somebody that's probably has a very high IQ probably has very little um maybe a little bit of a sociopath concept where they only care about themselves. Yes, we're going to definitely
1: re- I'm sorry to interrupt you. No,
0: no, no, no. We'll we'll maybe bring in a psychologist to
1: talk mm, about or somebody who has a sociology degree?
0: Yeah, so we know we know somebody who has a sociology psychology degree. That, psychology
1: degree—that's what I meant. That
0: that will come in and, and maybe speak to those kinds of personalities. But one of the things I did want to ask you on the other the other side of it, because we were talking about drinking and mm. partying, and now you're you and, talking my language. <laughs> and you and I aren't um, unfamiliar with.
1: The alcoholic drink.
0: The alcoholic drink. Mm. We we have tamed ourselves to be really mostly wine,
1: right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, wine, champagne. I do drink whiskey every now and then. So, I do like some whiskey.
0: So I did. I did want to talk to you about some of. Um, the social graces or, or some of the stuff that we know about wine, because we do know a lot.
1: I do about know. Wine. Yeah, we do know quite a bit about wine. And I want to, I, I do. I
0: wanted to quiz you on some of the wine facts. So, okay. Okay. So hit me. So how many ounces is a standard serving of wine?
1: Um, I would say it's seven ounces.
0: <laughs> this just shows our house is a heavy pour. baby. Uh, it's, It's five ounces. Oh. Five ounces is the standard pour.
1: In the Jacobus household, it is seven ounces.
0: Okay, so according to the American Heart Association um, of Heart Disease, uh, people who practice um, moderate non-drinking... The fuck does moderate mean? Or (laughs) moderate... Oh, my gosh. So, one or two glasses, how does that affect the heart?
1: Oh, that's good for your heart. It, uh, it cuts down on cholesterol and yep. plaque.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And so, the coronary arteries, the LAD to be exact.
0: So, what is moderation? You said yourself just now, what is moderation? According, according to the um, American Cancer Institute, what is moderation?
1: Ugh, moderation for me is like mm, half a bottle, a bottle.
0: Is, so how many five ounce pours is that?
1: Mm. Well, it's 750 milliliters to a <coughs> bottle. Uh, so, I mean, I can only, I know metric as far as that goes, but I can't. So
0: 750 milliliters for a five ounce pour, that's 150 milliliters. Mm. So let me just tell you this. For men and women it's different. So for men, moderation is two drinks per day. So that's fourteen a week for men. So if you do three pours, then you need you need to lessen it for one by one drink. So you can have a five ounce pour the next mm. day. But for women it's one five ounce pour a day, so you can have seven a week. So if you have two glasses four nights a week,
1: then well, you, can you have know the one glass. You one know the night. rule, like if you really want to get it done, like it's like training. So if you really want to get it done and you want to get better, then you have to do more. You have to like really dig in. You need to drink that whole bottle and make your heart nice and healthy.
0: So, in a single day back to wine, what is the maximum that a man should ha- like a man should not exceed in a day? Mm. How many servings of wine? 2.
1: No, you, three. You know 3
0: 3. 3. And women should not take any more than two 5 five-ounce servings. Oh, cuz
1: you got little hearts.
0: And and then it says, <laughs> well, we've got big hearts. We've got oh. big soul. Oh, Our sure. Our heart, the yeah, actual yeah. F- the physical. The physical
1: heart. Yeah, it's um, smaller. Yeah. yeah.
0: We make up for it in soul. But we shouldn't have any more than two, and we should make up for it by having a non-alcoholic day. Um, so, and I'm sure you <laughs> don't laugh at that. I'm sure you already know this, but for... But for the bougie bitches out there, what causes a headache it's when a you tandans. drink wine?
1: It's the tannins or the sulfides.
0: All right, that's not true. The sulfates have nothing to do with with headaches. It's dehydration.
1: Hmm. From wine? Mm-hmm. Well, wouldn't that uh, wouldn't that apply to any alcohol then?
0: Yeah. It applies to all.
1: But why do people complain so much about wine in particular giving them headaches?
0: Um, Well, I think that it's the fermentation of deprived biogenic um, amines in something like that's a tandem or a tyramite or something. But. The overall cause is is dehydration. How do you avoid wine headaches?
1: Uh, not drink wine.
0: <laughs> okay. A, that's a good, or any alcohol, period. Mm. What else?
1: Drink water in between?
0: Yeah. Drink one full glass of 8 ounces, 250 milliliters of water with every serving of wine.
1: Uh, that's going to fuck your buzz up fuck that that's why when we go to a restaurant and i order a mexican martini and they're like do you also want a water i'm like uh no i want you to fuck my buzz up dude well
0: why is it that you think you know what's also interesting is and this also leads to rich people problems or non, like this is why rich people get away with so much more lawsuits is that, um, higher quality wines. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Less sulfates.
1: Yeah. Um, and less sugars and, and less sugar. I, yeah, I should have said that too is I thought that it was like low grade wines and spirits that have a lot of sugars, like, like cordials. Can give you hangovers because there's so much sugar in it.
0: Yeah. So, so when you're talking about sugar, which wines have um, the least amount of sugar, which cause the least amount of headaches and the least well, amount of weakness? We talking
1: about reds or are we talking about whites?
0: Just. In general, period. Wines in general.
1: I would say that the least amount would be uh, maybe like uh, um, Chianti, maybe?
0: No. Sparklings.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's white. You said...
0: I said wines in general.
1: Wines in general. Okay, so champagne Mm -hmm. would have the least amount.
0: Yeah. Champagnes have the... Or sparklings, rather. Sparkling. I think Proseccos actually have... um, By body, Proseccos have the least amount of sugar.
1: Proseccos? Get the fuck out of here. Those are, like, really sugary, usually.
0: You're right. You know what? It's not proseccos. It's champagnes. Yeah, champagnes. So, so out of the so, when it comes to sugar or sweetness or or having the least amount of sugars, it's champagnes. And then the least sweet um, champagnes. When you look at the bottle and it says. Different things, from dry to extra dry to brute. Mm-hmm. Okay. All the other. Uh, so I'm so one? glad.
1: I'm so glad you asked me that. Like this is something that I've di- dove into, and really tried to research a bit because this is a quagmire. This is something Cragmire. that. Quagmire. This is something that needs to be fixed mm-hmm. because, like, universally. People have been going by this, by this. This
0: ranking and they're This ranking,
1: yeah. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's really fucked up. It's not, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And to the layman, unless you really know about champagnes, this is really hard to understand. Mm -hmm. Is that like, there's, okay, so there's a brute, Mm -hmm. which is dry, which doesn't necessarily mean that it's like going to make your mouth dry. It means that it's, it's the least sweet. Yes. But then you get to extra dry, which Mm -hmm. is a little sweeter, which you would think that it would mean that it was less sweet, but no, Mm -hmm. it means it's a little sweeter.
0: So what's the sweetest, the very sweetest in wines? What's it called?
1: Mm, It would be called a... uh, Holy shit. Um, I can't remember.
0: It's duh? De... D O U X is the sweetest.
1: Oh yeah, there's like a there's like a demi sec and then demi and
0: then it's the do and then the demi sec then dry then extra dry then brute. But what? Okay, so when we were in Spain, there was a there was a wine that I, a champagne. And so we spent. My husband is in love with beer. Oh in Brussels, in, Brussels. In Brussels. Sorry Brussels. Yes, mm-hmm. you're right. Not Spain. Brussels. Um, God, we sound bougie as fuck. Um, so when we were in Brussels, there was a champagne because we had been drinking beer all day and I'm not a big beer drinker, so I insisted yeah. on going to a, a champagne bar and they gave me one that I had never tasted before Ooh, and yeah. I was in love with. So what was it's the- actually quite good. What was the classification of that kind of champagne?
1: It was the natural, right? Nature. Nature. Yeah. So
0: it's brute nature, and I and and we'll probably get comments on you're pronouncing it wrong, but oh sure, it's brute n a t u r e, and that is zero sugars, nothing added, zero to two calories, and it is amazing. Oh my god, it actually god. is
1: very good. Yeah,
0: and and unfortunately there aren't there aren't any really that are sold in local. Um, like in Texas, H E B sells wines and they really don't have the nature um nature. Um,
1: Same with Specs and um, Total Wine. They don't have they don't really have a selection for that.
0: And so we've been we've been requesting it, but we've we've done a lot of wine um we've done a lot of wine trips. So last year mm-hmm. you and I went to Napa. Mm-hmm. In Texas, in uh, in the United States, that's in California.
1: Right. Oh my God, that was such a great trip. So, We've been to Sonoma before, but we did a wine tour there. But this Napa trip was great.
0: It was amazing, and we stayed. What we, was we the, stayed
1: in Yauntville?
0: Yauntville, and they've got
1: that's where French Laundry is.
0: Yes, French, which is a Michelin star restaurant, and the amount of food that the the way French Laundry has elevated the food choices in Yachtville is amazing. Anywhere you eat is... Oh, yeah. Our trip was phenomenal. We rode our bikes from vineyard to vineyard. We mm. ate cheese. We drank wine. It we It was like relaxed. a movie. It, it was, was so good. There was nothing bad about that trip. No. Like, we just... We're so relaxed, so in love, like it. Yeah, it
1: was so it good. Made
0: me just enjoy that I have such a funny, handsome partner.
1: Mm. I look at my beautiful wife and then look at the beautiful scenery. I'm like, mmm.
0: So our next trip this summer. So that was last summer, um, that we did as our adult only. We've got two kids and we we don't typically take just adult only trips, but every now and then we'll we'll sneak one in. But my husband. He's about to be 40
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: this summer, and so we're going to do Greece. Like a
1: badass 40.
0: We're going to do Greece.
1: Yes, we're going to go to Athens for a few days, and then we're going to go to Santorini for like six.
0: And we're and, and so we're going to do a few tours. There's food tours because we're foodies. Mm-hmm. There's going to be cheese tours. There's going to be cooking classes, and we're, then we're going to do a, a wine tour. which
1: We're going to do a bunch of wine tours, actually. Yeah. We're and also going to do a cruise on a sailboat around yes. the islands. Yeah. And we're also going to do a couple wine pairings. Like we're going to go eat dinner and have a five-course wine pairing.
0: I know. So what kind of a wines do you think we're going to get? God, in- you know what? I
1: I made the mistake of going to a local place like Specs and mm-hmm. I was I asked the guy there like Hey, um, I'm going to be going to Greece pretty soon. I want to sample some of the Greek wines. And I'm thinking, like, the same kind of thing that would be in Italy or France. Well, mm-hmm. turns out that the Greeks have a, a tradition mm-hmm. where back in the day, long time ago, when they we used to put them in vessels, like clay vessels, they would seal them with pine tar gross. And gross. That kind of seeped into the wine a little bit and so it gets it gives it a, a very unique taste. And the the bottle that you know I drank it all. I drank it all. Um, but it gives it a very unique taste unlike any other kind of wine you've ever had or I've had. And it's not palatable. For most people. Yeah. It's not like a French Pinot Noir where it's like, okay, anybody could drink this. It was kind of... uh, I felt like it was like the Colt 45 of wine, to be honest with you.
0: So, yeah, and it's not one of the regions... That's known for making great wines,
1: and you would think it would be. They're one of the most ancient civilizations that there is.
0: So, one of the things that I do want to say is, we're doing Greece because it's your fortieth. It's it was one of your bucket list items. We've done um, we've done France.
1: We've done France.
0: We've but but we've not really. We've done Germany. But
1: we've done oh right.
0: Yeah, we've done France. We've done Paris, France. And I, for the last five years, I've been on a champagne kick where I like champagne mm-hmm. and I like proper champagne from champagne. Mm-hmm. I like the Brut Natural. I like um, natural. um, I like the least amount of sugar. I think that it's the pinnacle of all champagnes or at least people that, that truly appreciate the taste of champagne.
1: Refined sugar is poison, by the way.
0: And um so I I think that like when are you gonna take me on a, a trip to Champaign?
1: I will. You I will? most certainly will, yeah. If you if you want to go there, I'm gonna take you there.
0: Okay. So are we gonna do it as an us trip or a group trip?
1: As far what do you mean group?
0: Like are we gonna invite uh maybe Caitlin. Oh, okay, or... yeah.
1: Someone who could afford it, yeah, sure.
0: Well and people we we like yeah. to Caitlin, vacation with. Caitlin yeah. would
1: be a perfect perfect person Travel to go. Buddy. With. Yeah, absolutely. She could afford it and she's cool as shit.
0: Yeah. So speaking of friendships and people that that you think are cool as shit. What do you think about, because we've got an eight-year-old now, and we've got kind of a skewed um, idea of of what it's like to have birthday parties, because I I did a thing called Baby Boot Camp, um, and -hmm. it was just one day a week for me, because I've always worked full-time.
1: Which I thought was awesome that you did that, because you had just had a baby, and then you were going out and running, like running miles with the baby. I thought that was like really cool like you got skinny so quick <laughs> you were like you lost all your baby weight within like two weeks
0: what well, you say that because because i also got i always you know i i, I wasn't as small i didn't carry my baby small
1: yeah you well you gained. can i say it yeah you gain like 50 pounds with both our kids
0: yeah I did, I did, and it was over. It was over the way it was. It was to the point where the doctors are like, "You need to, you need to slow down." And I'm like, "I, eh, I don't know what else to do. I'm, I'm,
1: yeah,
0: I'm pregnant, and my body just does this."
1: But once you had the kids, once you had each one of them, you, you went out and worked so hard. Like immediately, I was so impressed. Where you. You went on baby boot camp, you did. You went and did, like, you know, bar three or yoga or whatever, and you just, like, you got skinny fucking quick. It was crazy. Like, you were, you got back to, like, 100 pounds in no time.
0: Well... Uh, and uh, ladies, I'll just let them think it's 100 pounds. Whatever. It's neither here nor there. And you look but, fucking great. But mm. but breastfeeding has a lot to do with it. You're you're burning like 2,000 calories a day. And then on, on top of that, just genetics. I stopped
1: breastfeeding you, okay?
0: Because you didn't want to burn... You, you didn't want to take away from your muscles? No. But... Adult friendships is what I was what I was getting to is okay. is that is that I did baby boot camp with Vaughn so we had built in friends that that every birthday party from the time he was one until until now he's always had a, just a group of friends and really the majority of that is because we made such close relationships with um with the kids the the people I did baby boot camp with and then. Since I've had Tate, baby boot camp is no longer there. It's gone. And, um, and Tate's always, she's had kind of a different experience. A
1: little experience. A little so, different.
0: So, the amount of kids that come to her birthday parties is vastly different than the amount of kids that came to Vaughn's birthday parties.
1: Yeah, I mean, her social interaction is kind of limited to daycare. Well, and Va-
0: and the blessing for that is Vaughn didn't have daycare so his only social interactions were were with baby boot camp and he got to get to know the other kids there but the the other side of the coin of, on that is Tate has you know 10 kids that she gets to play with day in and day out but we don't have personal um, relationships with I don't see them yeah. I don't talk to them so when we invite, kids to birthday parties like m- most of them don't show up which is which is okay i d- my feelings aren't hurt her feelings aren't hurt but it's definitely telling on your relationship with the parents means so much when it comes to your kids interaction with with having um i don't I, Exterior or, or um, extracurricular uh, games or, or play dates, I guess. Yeah.
1: Well, activities. Activities. Yeah. I mean, and that's to be fair, the, one of those things, one of the things that I really like about that is that we don't have birthdays and stuff like that or events every day of the weekend, you know? And we did with fun.
0: Yeah, with and Vaughn, we, we, we were obligated to him. Um,
1: yeah, and every day, Saturday, Sunday, was there was something going on. It was like a birthday or some kind of event or whatever, or several birthdays to be honest with you on the same day. But it was I do, every weekend.
0: I feel bad that Tate doesn't have that same social calendar that that Vaughn I had get, because
1: she is three years old. She doesn't give a I'm shit. Not,
0: I'm not friends with the moms at the daycare, so we invited Cody, who Tate talks about all the time. Who they're they're they, they're best friends. They, they are, are best friends. friends. The the um people at the daycare tell us these girls are inseparable. They love each other. They're best friends, and we invited Cody to Tate's birthday party and. And I asked, you know, here's my phone number. Please let me know if you're going to make it. Not even a text, not even a phone call, nothing. Didn't let me know. But there's this other girl, Lincoln, that's mm-hmm. in her class, that her parents are very open to having a friendship. And they're very sweet. And, and They just want moved from get, California. They want to get to know us. And they show up to Tate's birthday party and hang out in it. And it really solidified in my mind the idea that your relationship with the parents at the younger ages, even up until eight, like, Vaughn's, we invited a few of Vaughn's friends from his elementary school, and the only kids that came were the ones that we personally have a relationship with the parents, like, we go out to dinner with them. There was one kid, Max, who lives up the, the street from my mom, and we don't hang out, out with the parents, but I have made it an effort to go and knock on their door and shake the hand of the mom and say, you know, Vaughn really likes your son. I love it. They play basketball together. Um, so, Yeah, you got to rela- work for a connection. But that's the thing is, like, why do I have to work for the connection of my kids? Like, why can't parents just bring their kids to birthday parties?
1: Well, we got Bond's friend over right now, Luke. and Because
0: we've got a relationship with their parents.
1: Right. And it was pretty easy. It like, was easy. We literally just called them like, no. what, an hour ago and was like, hey, can you come over? And
0: Yeah. It was easy because... Okay. The thing is, is let me just talk to you, podcasters, because David doesn't understand. And I don't think this is a men. I don't think men understand what relationships mean. Because... I had to work for my relationship with Luke's parents. I, I tried to get Vaughn to send my phone number with Luke. I sent my email. I sent an email to the teacher asking Yeah, I agree. nobody with that. nothing made any difference until I ran after his mom like a lunatic cuz just so happened to be Luke goes to the same daycare my our daughter goes to. And so one day Luke's mom was there picking him up and Vaughn was like, our son was like, There's Luke and his mom. I screech into that parking lot and run because my son's brand new to the school, feels like he has no friends, hates it here. And so I'm like, We have to make a connection. Went and talked to the mom. She gave me her business card and then and then I I definitely worked to have a relationship, and thankfully I did. I do enjoy her, and I love our relationship. Yeah, I do too.
1: I completely agree with that, and you know what? And I'll add to that Mm -hmm. is that I think just about, when I'm thinking about it, just about any other couple that we hang out with you've created. I don't do any of that. Never have I. That's not in my... DNA. DNA. No, it's not, it's not in my, it's not in my portfolio to do that. I just, I just don't, I'm not going to pick somebody out of a hat and be like, and and cultivate a relationship. It's not going to happen.
0: But not even, and maybe this is going too deep. If it deep, did,
1: it would be incidentally.
0: But this is maybe going too deep, and I feel like this might be telling. Maybe every, and probably other people relate to this, but. I think you should probably try and cultivate more of a relationship with your brother and and oh, his. Well, like I feel like we should we should, right? Try and hang out with them more and 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 every girlfriend he's ever been with, well, there's never just... there's always been sort of a weird, like not right. wanting to hang out with us. Well, and I've once, always wanted to
1: once they have their baby. Mm-hmm. Then they were going to be locked down. Do you, do
0: you think that that's what it is? Do you think yes, that it's like we've absolutely. had kids and and they've always right. kind of been footloose? They've been normally? footloose
1: and fancy free for too long. They get to do whatever the fuck they want whenever they want. And now they're about to have a kid and they're going to be locked down.
0: Can and I? So
1: that'll be when they want to be friends
0: we'll and be hang there. out. Well, then we'll be there
1: yeah for you, absolutely. For
0: you, Eric and Alice. yeah um,
1: I'm looking forward to it.
0: Can I ask you five questions that a woman should never ask a man and then
1: I kind of I'm intrigued. please do.
0: I kind of like I kind of think you should ask them back to me.
1: You should never ask or you should ask. You should never no. ask
0: a man. Shit. this and this is straight up Google search so mm. it must be true. So, first question, and tell me, first of all, before you answer it, like, whether you think this is the correct analysis on something you should never ask a man and why. Okay. So, first thing that they say a woman should never ask a man is, what are you thinking?
1: (laughs) Mm, Yeah, I mean, that's not a cut and dry thing. It's kind of a gray area. Generally, you just kind of zone out. And once you're brought back, you don't really remember what you were talking about, or what you were thinking about.
0: So what are you thinking?
1: I'm thinking about answering your goddamn question. <laughs> I would think that'd be obvious. That's such
0: a fucking man answer. Okay, um, number two uh, question you should never ask a man is,
1: well, of course I do. Aww. You're the most beautiful, most precious woman in the world.
0: What would you have said if I asked you that when within the first like year and a half? When we were sort of just you did. dating.
1: You did. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. It put what was you put me off a bit.
0: Yeah, you were put off by it?
1: Yeah, you did it like in the first like week.
0: I asked you? In th- no, I fucking mm, didn't. You, you... did.
1: You were Goddamn like liar. you were all over me, like nobody's business in the first week.
0: And you were put off
1: by it. A little put off, yeah. Most people are. I mean, it's like if you're a lion, you wanna you don't wanna chase your prey. You know, you don't wanna you don't want them to lay in front of you. <laughs> but I okay, recognize, so, I but I recognize how good you are. So
0: so, so ladies, if you're I, dating. Rem- Don't ask, do you love me?
1: I remember having a conversation with my brother, in fact, where he was like, why is it that you want to date Nicole? And I was like, well, I'll tell you this. She, She's beautiful. She loves me. And she'll always be good to me. Aww. So...
0: I do love you. And, and and
1: she's awesome, like her personality's great.
0: Okay, so question number three, you should never ask a man, and I think most of these are things that you should never ask a man while you're dating them. Because I I ask David every day, do you love me? And he's like, Uh, duh, I love you. But question number three is Do I look fat?
1: <laughs> oh God, no. Are you kidding me? You've never been fat.
0: You are a fucking liar.
1: You've never been fat. You
0: told me I used to be chubby.
1: Oh, well, you had like the younger girl kind of chubby, like I haven't grown all the way kind of look.
0: He said I used to be chubby. He was like, Nicole, you used to have a chubby face. And you, you did. Used
1: to be- mm-hmm. You most certainly did. You know what? You want to pull up pictures from that time? I will. I will show you. I'll. I'll. You can stand in front of the mirror, and I'll show the picture. You mm-hmm. had a, You had a much chubbier face.
0: Well, but I was a. I was a child. I was like sixteen. That's what I'm when saying.
1: Yeah. Well, we started dating when you were like eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. So you had a chubbier face.
0: Okay.
1: So I am most certainly accurate.
0: Well, whatever. Whatever. So the number three thing that you should never ask um ask your man is uh do you think she's prettier than me?
1: No, actually.
0: And and it's regardless of what it is, it's like if it's it's their ex girlfriend, if it's their is that my ex girlfriend. (laughs) No, that's not, I'm, no, I'm just saying, like, whatever person you're bringing up, so, like, I, I bring up a movie star, and I say, do you think that she's prettier than me? Uh, Obviously, there's no right answer, or their ex-girlfriend, like, do you think they're, because, obviously, that's the biggest question you want to know, is, like, I want, I want you to think I'm prettier than your ex-girlfriend, or I want you to think I'm prettier than, um, than the, this movie star, or that movie star, or, I don't know, this uh, blogger. Um, okay, so the last question you should never ask a man is, what would you do if I died?
1: What would I do if you died?
0: Yeah, what would you do if I died?
1: Well, of course I'd mourn, first of all. How old am I when you die?
0: Like, right now, if I died today. Today? Yeah.
1: I Uh, know that there's,
0: like, 50% of the days you kind of wish I, like, you've been, like, crawling a hole and die. uh,
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ. Well, I guess I would mourn. Of course, we'd have a a funeral and have a wake. And then, you know, I'd register for Tinder. And then... (sighs) I would mm-hmm. find somebody to watch our kids for sure. Like a new girlfriend or go to work. Or a nanny or Oh just a nanny. I gotta keep that same the same person who watches our kids. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I would probably Yeah, I would probably just go to work and take care of our kids, I think.
0: Okay, would you remarry? What would you do? <gasps> I don't want i don't, i I'm not to getting be honest with again. you, I really don't want anyone else to raise our our kids. I don't want no. another mommy for Vaughn to let, but then I do like it just depend on our moms a lot and don't get another woman like I don't know just just live happily single because I don't want any other one to raise our our kids and our moms are an even balance. I think they'll balance them out and or at least fuck them up in the same ways we're fucked up and um and then you can counterbalance that.
1: <laughs> I honestly don't think that I would get married again. I really don't. Like, I am forty now, or I'm just about forty. Mhm. I mean I don't know. It's like what are you doing at that point, you know? I think I'm almost forty. My our kids are eight and three, so we've got like I've got like in this scenario
0: ten years till
1: yeah. Tate's so I in got I, yeah. I got ten years till Vaughn's in college.
0: No, till Vaughn's fifteen and then, y- years till Tate's in college. Yeah,
1: so it's like eh, why? Can't, I mean, that's it's is isn't that Goldilocks zone where it's like Okay, well, it's not too hot, it's not too cold, it's just right where you just need to fucking stay where you are.
0: Okay, well, I'll take it. So, can I can I give Coco's golden nugget right now? Mm. You think that's appropriate?
1: I love your nuggets.
0: My 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 golden nugget. I love your chest nuggets. Oh Jesus Christ. So, and that might be a golden nugget in the future. Mm-hmm. Is is we'll give the chest nuggets, but the one thing I want to give um, to everyone out there that I think that it's beneficial for the the older millennial generation, where we're getting, you know, we're in our thirties, we're getting we're getting to the age where we need to start making sure we're maintaining and or bettering ourselves. Um, I've got you know two kids people that that age me i we we live in texas so we're in the sun constantly and so what I, one of the things i started this year is ipls which stands for intense pulsed light and what the intense pulse light does and i think that one of these years when we have enough money i'll include david in on this um right now, he doesn't have to do it. He doesn't really have any of the reasons why you should do it. But um, for me, when I got pregnant, I got um, molasses or, or something of that nature. I think it's called molasses. It's age spots, basically. So, you get a little bit older and then you get pregnant and hormones cause uh, different parts on your face to get a little bit browner um, in some areas. It's commonly known with maybe sun damage, but also hormones cause it. Um, so the IPL helps with the age spots or the molasses, the sun damage, and or the, the um, hormone induced brown spots on your face. Um, also it helps with fine lines and wrinkles and basically it's, uh, it's a laser that focuses on one wavelength of light that just goes in at your skin on the one wavelength. Um, it feels just recently I did it about two or three months ago and it feels like a rubber band somebody's taking a rubber band and putting one side of it on your skin and then pulling the other side up and popping your skin each time and it hurts but typically if you go to a good spa they put numbing cream on your skin so it'll still hurt but but it doesn't hurt as bad and it takes all the pigment that's in your skin and those in those wrinkles and just brings it up to the surface and the pigment goes up to the very surface and then kind of just falls off so it's kind of weird like you can almost feel a little bump and then it falls off and where i i've gotten mine is from um glow med spa marie finger is has been in the business for about for over 20 years maybe 25 years um she started in the business with before the nurses wanted in it It, the med spa area was something that people that were facialists and cosmetic side would do things and nurses didn't really uh feel like it was within their um scope scope, i guess they thought it was beneath them and then they saw the industry and how much money it was making and decided, you know what, <laughs> we want in on this. And obviously, you want a nurse to do these kinds of things because they're they're qualified, they've had the education, they think, you know, they've done all of... They've got the qualifications to do it. But Marie has been in it before any of the nurses ever decided they wanted in the industry, and I truly believe Glow Med Spa is one of the best places to go. So if you're in the Austin area... Glow Med Spa, go get your IPL. It's amazing. It helps with the age spots it helps with the hormone spots and I'm going to do it every year. From here forward, I'm in my late 30s now and um and I think I think it's something good. I mean, what do you think, babe?
1: I think it's a great idea. I mean, why not? It can there the only result can be good.
0: What what do you think of of it after I've had the uh, I've had the IPL.
1: Oh yeah, your skin's great. It, you like really look good. It there gives were, it an
0: even skin tone. I
1: remember after you had or while you were pregnant with Tate, you developed like that this mel- kind mel- of acid. there was like a uh, there was like a little you know brown spot a brown spot that was under your right eye. And mm-hmm. pretty noticeable. They
0: say girls steal your beauty.
1: And you went there and now it's gone. It's not. For the it most gone. part for the most part I mean there's a little bit there you need. Well, you'll have to you know.
0: You think you, it's still there? I don't see it no, at all.
1: No. Yeah. It's not there. Yeah. I'm looking right now. It's not, it's not there anymore. You don't. And any other kind of little marks that you might have had are gone. So yeah. I mean I think it's obviously very effective. So.
0: So Coco's Nugget is when you're in your 30s once a year, go for three treatments to get your IPL. It's good. It's just maintenance. It's keeping up with what you need to keep up with. It's self care, and and I would say, David, you should go do it, but
1: yeah. he doesn't. He I doesn't don't have need any it. blemishes. No. Yeah. Not yet. I don't have any gray hairs. I'm I'm pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. I just have to uh, trim my nose hairs, and I'm good.
0: Uh, Your nose hairs, and next time we'll talk about other hairs you need to trim.
1: My nipple hairs? Mm, Getting closer. right.
0: Yeah. Those hairs.
1: Yeah, my southern crop. Mm Mm-hmm. All right.
0: We'll talk about landscaping.
1: All right. Goodbye.
0: Bye. Bougie bitches.